Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a singer-songwriter with a unique and unforgettable voice that will warm you up and melt you down. I love saying that when she was on my Mixing It Saturday Live, and I love saying it now, because her presence is so captivating and overwhelming. She sings only on her personal experiences of life, love, and her journey of becoming herself. A multi-genre artist, paving her own way, her songs are influenced by pop, R&B, and everything in between. Please welcome the awesomely talented and fabulous Kingsley. Kingsley, welcome to Mixing It. Thank you so Hi. much for joining me today. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. I'm so happy to have you on the show. We had so much fun on our Saturday Live, yeah. so it's awesome to have you here. I'm excited to be back. Excellent. So who is Kingsley? What sets your music apart? That's a good question. Um, Kingsley is an alter ego that I created when I was young, like sixth grade. And um, it was really like this coping therapy person that, you know, helps me write, write my way through whatever I was dealing with in that sixth grade mind of mine. I, I stuck with Kingsley. I loved the name. I loved taking on a different form of myself. And I went to college and I figured out branding. And I was like, Kingsley's so dope. This brand is so cool. It's a crown and the royal and uh, purple and all that stuff. And and has just, you know, been, been this alter ego of myself. But as I get older and older, they're not really two separate entities. Um, they're definitely the same. The same. I'm pretty much the same everywhere I go. I'm very loud and very bold, and I always will sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love your branding. You have actually done a very wonderful job with that, and it's very important. At least I feel it is very important in the business. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how important branding is. From a music perspective, what is unique about you or the least uncommon? So how would I distinguish oh, you yeah. from somebody else? Well, as you can tell in my speaking voice, I am a very, very hardcore alto. I do so love Taylor Swift because she was an alto like I was. And that's something to distinctly set me apart. I don't do any of those, like, high runs. That's just not my vibe. So, yeah, you can always tell it's a Kingsley song if it starts off with a very low tone. <laughs> Excellent. And has your musical journey had a deliberate direction or did it simply gradually evolve into whatever direction it found? I think it's had a direction. I don't think I, I – I'm not at the end goal. I don't think I actually knew the stepping stones of the way. I've always said when I was younger, like, I'm going to be a pop star. I'm going to be a pop star. I didn't know anything about the indie world. So the indie world has been – where I'm at right now on my journey to the end goal of being a, you know, world touring pop icon. Yeah, it's been cool learning about indie and doing things yourself and 
finding finding your artistry that way. So I didn't know anything about this in sixth grade, but I would say my sixth grade self is pretty darn proud of how far I've come. Your sixth grade self should definitely be proud of how far you've come. <laughs> definitely think you're you're going in the right direction. I would like to touch a little bit on your new album, Crying on Holidays. It's uh, May 21st was the release date. I'm sure that was an exciting, exciting day. So tell us about its creative journey and what inspired it. Its creative journey. Hmm. So I have two stories that are one that I knew about and one that my friend just called me. So the first story is I live away from home. My whole family is in Chicago, and I'm a big family person. Like, I have seven siblings. My mom raised us to, like, love each other. I never had siblings that, like, you know, bickered and hate. Like, we bickered, but we, like, we were the we were the bees knees. And um, so I'm calling my mom on Easter one day. I'm fighting with the guy that I was talking to and crying and crying. And I was like, Mom, I seem to call you and cry every single holiday. Like, my mom was like, you should write an album called Crying on Holidays. I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> I should. And so thus it became to be. But the second story is I had one of the worst moments for uh, women who don't want kids is I had a pregnancy scare and I was like on Christmas Eve in this grocery store calling my best friend like in tears like oh my god I hope I'm not pregnant this is not what I want and my best friend's joking she's like you literally cry so hard every holiday <laughs> and then she just said she listened to the album and was like crying on holidays you made it <laughs> so, oh my god yeah, so see it was definitely fake it was fate to make an album called Crying on Holidays. <laughs> it it was, you know, sometimes the, the universe tells you what you need to know. So that's great. Yeah. I love that. So I anyone else who cries, I'm like, we're, I'm here with you. Uh, holidays don't always have to be, you know, the most amazing thing. Holidays change. You miss people. They get harder. And you're unable to get back home, especially last year. So Crying on Holidays. To, to all the people. It's okay to dance and cry at the same time, you know? Yes, it is. I'm not a big holiday fan, so I can definitely relate. can definitely relate. So let's talk about All Me, because that's one of the songs that you brought with you to share. So tell us a little bit about it. Um, all Me was co-written with my best friend, who is a kick butt artist. She was on American Idol in top 25, I can't remember the year. She plays bass for Big Wild. They're actually back on tour. She'll be at Coachella. And she has her own project. She's toured in the UK, here in America. Haley Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, she is so dope. She was my first friend when I moved here to Portland, which is so crazy that we got closer and closer, especially during quarantine. She was in my pod. So I'm over at her house. We're drinking, doing my usual, complaining about the same guy. <laughs> that I wrote this whole album about. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to go home. I want to take a bath. Like, I don't even want to think about this. Like, I don't I don't need to think about this anymore. I've already mentioned to you. She was like, before you go, let's just, like, let's write a song. And I'm pretty sure I was, like, um, I was doing the whole 30, so I wasn't supposed to drink, and I had a few drinks with her. And so when you do the whole 30, you, like, get it immediately drunk when you, <laughs> when you don't drink for, like, 30 days. <laughs> And so I was like, no, I want to Uber, I want to go home. And she's like, let's just write. And so we sat and we actually wrote this song. And I am so thankful for Haley 
that's the chorus is like really high on my voice and I would never do a chorus like this. It's totally a Haley Johnson chorus. And I'm thankful for her for pushing my voice just a little bit and, and writing such a bop. Excellent. Well, shout out to Haley if she's listening. So we are going to play this for our listeners. This is All Me by Kingsley. Shouldn't move on, but you wanted to stay. Shouldn't let go, had to go your own way. Now we're in this mess, bitter as can be. getting a little bit of um it's got some funk in it it definitely has oh, yeah. like that um bruno marzi type vibe right you know funk pop yeah it, awesome love it great song you it guys did a fantastic a, a bluesy track yep def yeah can see that as well definitely 
when did you start writing music? Yeah, kindergarten. And I don't I don't think it was necessarily like music. It was just writing in general. Like I would just write out my feelings. I, I was a very expressive kid and my mom could tell. So she would just be like, well, why don't you write it down? Very dramatic, theatrical young kid. And, and I feel, feel very, very hard. I blame it on being an Aries, but I am <laughs> very much feeler of feelings. And um, so I was writing very, very early, just like kind of like poems and not really song form until I started like singing in first grade in second grade and then I like was like well I want to sing the words that I'm writing so they were like I really taught myself how to summarize my feelings in song form so people are always like how do you just like write a song fully through and it's like I didn't even know that that's what I was training myself to do I just really liked that singers could do it and I didn't I didn't know the format or anything I just thought like okay I need to say how I feel in the verse. I need to make a really cool hook before it comes. I need to make my chorus, like, the theme of it, and then la, 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 and then I can do whatever on the bridge. And, and this is just, like, my first-grade mind trying to, like, write m- how I'm feeling so that I can sing it. And and now when I write songs, I'm just, like, very quick to the point. Like, I don't – it doesn't take me very long to write a song. I, I know the format. It comes out in my head as song form already. Do you follow the same process all the time, or do you do vary your processes a little bit? If you could go into that in a little bit more detail, that'd be cool. Yeah. And honestly, it just depends on money. And I know most artists will be like, yes, girl. Um, sometimes I can compose it myself, go to my producers to demo it out, send it to whatever producer I want to work with. They, like, do the things, make the changes. And that's how it was for crying on holidays. It was like five or six of the songs that were like me demoed out and and send them to someone to like actually make. And then um, a couple of the songs were just my bandmate sending me beats and just writing from there. And it really just came down to like time. Like we just didn't have a lot of time to keep demoing out songs until the pandemic hit. Then I got to rewrite the songs that we were rushing. So awesome. One of the questions that I ask all of my singer-songwriters is, do you have any songwriting tips to share? So I'd like to ask you the same question. Anything that you may have learned that you would like to pass on to somebody who is just starting out or even, you know, veterans looking for various different types of tips and tricks? Yeah. First, read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's also the artist or the author who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, which was later played by Julia Roberts in a movie, which was her autobiography. So any writers that want to write, any creatives, read Big Magic. Um, It's this incredible book that, like, gives you permission to live a creative life. And so one of the biggest lessons I took from that was whenever something comes to you, just stop and, like, feel it through. I used to always, like, not allow my mind to think of a song if I wasn't in the scenario where I considered write it fully out. So I would have something come to me and I'd be like, nope, I can't think about that right now because I can't do it fully. And <laughs> there's never going to be perfect moments. And because creativity moves through all of this, it could be an idea that's lost forever and, or given to someone else. And so from, from then on, I just, if I think of something creative, I just like stop what I'm doing quickly, doodle it down, whatever the thing is, and then keep going with my day and then come back to it later. That is actually an awesome, awesome tip because I used to do that all the time. You know, I would think of stuff and 
yeah, inevitably I'd lose it because that's exactly yeah. what I was doing. Oh, don't have time to write this down right now. Or you're in the middle of you know, in the middle of the grocery store and you'll like, where am I going to write this down now? I'll just I'll remember it right? later. So I started doing. I know, right? You know, or you're driving in your car. So I started doing voice memos. So I will whip out my phone or like whip out the notepad on my iPhone. Thank God for iPhones, right? Or, or Google's, you know, pixels, whatever you may use. But, you know, every, all of them have a voice app and all of them have some type of notepad. And that's what I started doing because I just was losing stuff. And I was killing myself because what was that line? Oh my God, I had it perfect, and now I can't even right, think and then of you it. Try so. to recreate it, <laughs> and and you're like, and it's okay, not what you you're like, I know it. What is it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that happens. It happens a lot. So that's that's a really really great tip. And I have not heard of that book before, so I actually googled it while we're on the phone here chatting and so let's see big magic i want to make sure everybody hears that so it it looks like creating living beyond fear is that i believe that's what uh you had mentioned so i will definitely check that out because it sounds very intriguing so good so good the listeners yes which uh, the other book that, that she wrote as well was, was fantastic, and that was a cool movie too. So I'm sure this will be great. So that is an awesome place to give us a pause as we take a short break here for a word from one of our partners in podcasting, the awesome Melissa Lee. We'll be right back on Mix It In with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Hey, y'all, this is Melissa Lee, and you're listening to the SIM Radio Network. Check out my new song, Love, now on Spotify. Sisters in music, together we're stronger. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the SIM Radio Network. And my fabulous guest, Kingsley, we shared a little bit about this on our Instagram Saturday Live. So I would like you to tell us about your lipstick collection. Yay! Um <laughs> It's been truly humbling and such an honor working with um, Yvette Cosmetics. They're a black-owned makeup company here in Portland, Oregon. And I met her through Haley Johnson. Haley Johnson's mom, Diane, works there for um, Kathy. And I would go down to the shop and Haley's there, just like hang out with the girls and laugh. And they always give me chai tea, so I loved coming. And when the pandemic hit, I was doing my, like, downtown. I try now every day to walk two miles. It's been, like, my goal of, like, to show butt up and walk. So I was walking downtown, and I saw Kathy in her shop, and I was like, oh, my gosh, let me in. Like, I want to talk. And we just caught up, and she was talking about how hard it was. And, you know, I was like, well, if you make it through this, I would love to work with you. I would love to do, you know, a lipstick with you to pair with one of my songs. It would be such an honor. And then... You know, that was that. And December came, and she <laughs> called me, and she was like, I have three lipsticks for you to try out so you can pick one. And I was like, what? And I went down to the shop, and it was just crazy. I was like, we should just take all three of these. They all fit me, but they represent, like, different styles of Kingsley, which sometimes I'm very bold. You know, sometimes I'm very queen-like and above the people, and sometimes I am very flirtatious with boys, girls, 
any person, you know, any person that'll give me a free drink, to be honest. <laughs> and so we, we, <laughs> we launched those um, on Valentine's Day to match with one single that I released. So they're titled I'm Fine, which is the sparkly one. All Me, which is the um, purple, dark purple liquid matte, and then Therapy, which is a dark liquid matte. And they're all, like, high luxury 3C collection. It's, it's been so cool. And, like, the, I think, like, the coolest part of the collection is that I grew up not liking my lips because I went to a predominantly white school and, you know, was bullied really bad for having big lips and big lips and big lips. And it's just been really cool um, facing that version of myself and showing myself this product and showing other people like enjoy big small round whatever cupid's bow no cupid's bow like those are yours you know rock them and where would people be able to purchase your lipstick collection yeah on my website imteasley.com forward slash shop excellent i love purple so i'm gonna go check oh, those so out pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty <laughs> I don't, you have pictures of you with the purple lipstick, I believe. And, and, and oh, yeah. if it's the one I'm thinking, yeah, yeah I wear the purple uh, one the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a fabulous color, fabulous color. So I'm gonna go check them out. So listeners, go check them out and buy some lipsticks. Yay. So I know last year obviously was challenging for a lot of people. Uh, tell us how you found happiness during COVID. Yeah, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. It was the coolest way ever. (laughs) I turned 28 last April, like a couple weeks after COVID happened, and broke up with the person that I had been with for the last three years, like my first love, and I moved into an apartment by myself for the first time ever in my entire life. Um, I just want to let people know that is like the dumbest thing you could ever do is live by yourself for the first time in COVID. (laughs) So I obviously went through the darkest time of my life. I ended up flying home and like laying on my parents' couch, you know, soaking in the sadness about life. I couldn't do an album and I just broke up with my person and I'm so alone. And uh, my, my mom was like, you have to go back. You have to go back. And so I like, my dad was like, go back and pack up your things, just come home. And so I, I, with their money that they gave me to buy a ticket back to Portland, I flew to L.A. to stay with my best friend because I was not ready to go back home. And I'm, like, laying on her couch just whining about life, and she was like, girl, you, this is not you. Like, you, we know you're not going to get strong during quarantine, so you better get mentally stronger. And I just, like, wiped my tears, flew back home, and was like, all right, let's face let's face the darkness. Like, what is what is the parts of my life that I allowed work to, to run through me? Like, wh- why does my anxiety function like this? You know, why do I feel less accomplished because I'm not having any productivity? Like, what is my happiness linked to when it comes to work and music? And I went to therapy, hardcore. I, I went back to my meditation practice. Like, I'm a hardcore Buddhist. I started getting into the witch world, like most people. And from all of that, I can, like, 110% say, like, I've eradicated all of my anxiety, even, like, when I was working on finishing this album. This year, I couldn't believe, like, how, like, unpressed by things that had happened, like, versus two years ago, the way that I was right before my album came out, with, like, stress-wise and anxiety-wise. And um, I can 100% attribute it to my breath work and my meditation practice and 
and just reading all the things that I wanted to read that I couldn't read, these books that are supposed to make me better in life. And, yeah, so that's how I found happiness, just facing my demons and kicking their butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Okay, you mentioned something that I actually piqued my interest a little bit. So before we get to talking about the other song that you brought with you, I'm Fine, you mentioned that you got into witch world. So that's intriguing. So I'm going to ask, what do you mean by that? How does that play yeah. into some of the the healing? Yeah, witch, witch world. Found? So like crystal, you know, crystals, using crystals ah, for, cool. for different things you want in life. I do full moon, new moons. My best friend's a pagan, so I started, I read her, her first pagan book, and I do a lot of, some people call it affirmations. You can call it spells. I do a lot of spells, which is just, you know, speaking the things that you want into existence. It's The witch world is literally like every, like the normal part of your day is just called something different. And so I think that's why it scares people. Like, oh, she's doing witchcraft. Like, no, bro, I'm just trying to work on myself. <laughs> that is really cool. A friend of mine gave me a Super 7 stone. So I actually yeah. have a Super 7 stone that I carry in my purse and I grab that when I start to get like a little stressed and it's literally just you know grab it take a hold of it take a deep breath and then all of a sudden like everything's gone and it's like a weighted list so that's why I was really intrigued when you mentioned that because I was like oh there's probably more yeah the super seven stone is so dope. It's rare, too, because it's, like, seven different um, crystals in one. Yes. And I, those ones yes. I know are for releasing negative emotions. So that's the, a, the, the perfect crystal to, like, take all that you're feeling and give it into the crystal. And the crystal transfers energy back. You know, you give it the negative, it'll put that good into the world. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. My friend is a, a Native American Indian, and... Uh, she's fabulous musician, does a lot of Native American type of music, but she's very spiritual. So, you know, when I see her, she's always such a lovely person to be around, but she gave it to me the last time we were in Los Angeles together. And I, I, I touch it frequently. So awesome. So great. So I'm glad you still just in on some of that stuff. That's really wicked cool. So let's talk about I'm fine. Um, what inspired this song? I can only imagine, but I'd like to hear it from your perspective. Yeah, I'm sorry, is a Chicago house style. My, I think my dad was the first time he, like, cried, cried listening to my music, like, out of just so proud. Because he t grew me up on Chicago house music. Like, I was either listening to Disney Channel, gospel music, or Chicago house. That was the only choices in our home. And um, my bandmate, Jack, sent me three beats. And he was like, I've been working on some beats for you. I would love to be on this album. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me listen to him. And one of the beats was this one. And I just, like, immediately started humming the melody. I was like, I can hear it go just like this. I just started writing. I was like, I know that it's a song. I could, I could feel it in my body. I'm like, this is a song. This is the song that's going to be, like, at the end of my album. That's like, I'm going to be good without you. And I called it, like, I'll be good or something like that. Yeah, I just started, I co-wrote this with my best friend um, who started this company called Women Crush Music, which helps women get into spaces in the music industry. 
and she's so dope. Ashley Kurvavon, I co-wrote it with her. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big thank you to the relationship, but I'm good actually. I'm actually going to be fine. And I think women say that all the time, like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. This is to give power back to the song. Like you, girl, you're gonna be fine. You, or boy, or they them, you, you gonna be fine. Oh, that's awesome. Well, here is "I'm Fine" by Kingsley from the Crying On Holidays album. Love it. And I also know that you have a video for this song as well, correct? Yeah, I do. I have a video for all me too. I have a video for all three of my singles that came out. Excellent. But this one was the first one that I released. Cool. 
And where can they, obviously, why don't you tell us, give us your socials and, and things like that so that they know where they can find all of these yeah. lovely musical creations. So they are created by uh, and directed, directed and edited by a dope well, woman of color who's in the LGBTQAI community, Cameron Falls. And the camera woman was actually a black woman, too, so I got to work with all women of color. Like, it was just the dope. I've never had a camera, female camera operator, ever. Um, so she could see I did Cameron Falls. Thank you guys so much for being on my team. And these videos are exclusively on, on YouTube.com slash Music, um, And you'll find them all from there. And they're lovely. They're amazing. We use the same equipment they do in L.A. They were, like, the biggest cameras I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, that's so cool. I'm sure they yeah. were fun to shoot. They were fun. Music videos are tough. They're long. They're, like, 12-hour days. <laughs> they're so long. Yeah. Yeah, I can I, I I know. Trust me, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> totally, get it. You that. totally get it. <laughs> yep. Well, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? Any any show plans? Any touring plans? Um, websites yeah. or you know where to find you on social media? So this album, since I couldn't do it live, we, I created this thing called Drinking on Holidays. It is a recipe book that pairs with my album. So Crying on Holidays with the recipe book, Drinking on Holidays. And I'm starting to do pre-orders. This amazing, talented, young, black illustrator, Diamond, is creating all of these gorgeous photos of me. I can't believe how I look as a cartoon. Just beautiful. So those will start very soon. And then other things to look forward to is I am going to be releasing my live album, or Crying on Holidays, um, hopefully at the end of June, and that was filmed in Seattle. So it's just more things always. I don't stop. I like to I like to keep releasing. Socials, yo, Kingsley Music, or if you just type in Kingsley Music on the internet, shall find me. Fabulous. Kingsley, it has been so awesome to have you on my show. I'm so glad that we got to chat a little bit more deeply on some of the topics that we talked about in the Saturday Live that you participated in a couple of weeks back, as well as learn a little bit more about you, your music, your spirituality. All of it has been so much fun, such a pleasure. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Mixing It. On behalf of everyone at STEM Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.